Hello, good morning, everyone. Ah, it's so lovely to see your smiling faces. And I bet you're probably smiling because, believe it or not, this is Revelation 22. So give yourselves a nice uh, uh, round of applause. That's the word. Pat yourselves on the back. Get yourself a nice ice cream sandwich for all your hard work. Uh, you guys are doing a good job. If I had a gold star, I'd just give you one right now everywhere. So, but yeah, today we've gotten into Revelation 22. And so we're, we're going to make just a few little a few observations. Here's what I want to, one of the questions I want to ask you. That have you, have you ever wondered or thought to yourself, uh, what do you do in heaven? If you're led to believe, I mean, as you should be, that in heaven you're going to live forever and that if you're living forever, that... Um, that is a long time and you wonder as i often do if i'm having to go to a certain place where i know i'm going to be there for a very long time i'll usually bring a good book because i have to know that that if there's a lot of time that's going to be spent there i want to make sure that it's being occupied with doing something besides twiddling my thumbs and you know people watching which can be fun but gets old sometimes or just uh uh yeah, it's just you, you wonder what, what it is that you're going to do with your time. And sometimes when we think about heaven and there's some odd, um, maybe unclear uh, ideas about what we're going to do in heaven. And one of them being uh, that we're, you know, sitting on a cloud uh, and just playing harps all day. Uh, some of it um, might be that... Um, that it's it's just a matter of like it was everything was just one really long endless church service uh, where there's like Hillsong playing and you're saying holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty and they're breaking all that all their instruments and everybody sounds like they're Australian because it's Hillsong music and everyone knows Hillsong music is going to be played in heaven who I mean who else would be playing there I mean maybe Elevation maybe Bethel Maybe Maverick City. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of all of them. What I find interesting about that is that um, all of those ideas have a way of, I think, clouding what are at least some specifics about what life in God's eternal kingdom is going to be like that John leaves for us here in Revelation 22. And I want at least a few ideas, a few clear ideas uh, about what life in God's eternal kingdom and a new heaven and a new earth is going to look like for you and for me if this is the direction that 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 we, we choose to, to, to go on. Um, because, believe it or not, God wants people in His world whose hearts and minds and wills and devotions are all freely devoted to to him, uh, and uh, that that God, I submit to you, in heaven is um, is not holding a gun to anyone's head and saying, "Serve me or die," but rather, "Serve me and live." And uh, that's the image of what's what's being portrayed. So let's look at Revelation twenty-two, and it says this: Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb 
down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. So as you're reading that, perhaps a lot of imagery that, uh, that uh, comes out in something like the Chronicles of Narnia uh, are certainly pulled from there, but really what should be pulled from there is these images that are drawn from uh, the Garden of Eden, uh, where this is indeed Eden restored. And isn't it interesting about how there are certain medicinal qualities within certain plants that have a way of, of restoring and making new and, and, and healing the body in an appropriate way. Uh, and that the tree of life, the leaves of the tree of life, are indeed for the healing of the nations. So the things that, that ail, that uh, bring about death, disease, corruption, sin, um, that uh, make the nations bondage to sin and decay, and uh, that the, the, the leaves of the tree of life, they're for their healing. Isn't it fascinating that here, even in God's good world, that out of the, 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 the city, this new Jerusalem, where God dwells among his people, there's healing that's, that, that God is still going to bring about for his creation. That even as, as we saw yesterday in chapter 21, that God is dealing with the source of all sin, corruption, sin, and decay. Uh, that even here, the fruit, the life-giving uh, power of, of, of God that just um, saturates the city is bringing about healing for people like you and me who need it. Uh, but let's, let's continue on. And it says, verse 3, No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Uh, no longer will there be any curse. Uh, indeed, when we're talking about curses, curses are the things that come when they're cut off from God, and nothing is cut off from, from God here. Uh, nothing can be recalled, called as cursed or damned uh, because God is the one who's making these things right with this water of life that's flowing uh, from God. Uh, 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 the life-giving power from His domain and rule over all of His creation. And isn't this interesting? Uh, the throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city and His servants will serve Him. Now, there's a lot of implications, even just when he's talking about the servants of God who will serve him. At the very least, what this is telling me is that in God's good world, that God still gives, or that, that, that the people who are his are still his servants that have become indeed his sons, but that there is work to do. Can you believe that, that in God's good world that there's still work to do? That, that 
God desires that the fruit of your hands, your feet, your intellect, your creativity um, is still, God desires for it to be productive, to produce something that in the same way that God created a good garden that was perfect and he plants, uh, 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 situates Adam and Eve in the middle of that garden and say, tend to it, make it fruitful, produce certain things, be creative, discover, bring out the very best in the creation that I've made, that even in God's new creation, in his new city, with this uninhibited uh, presence with God, that even then we will still be serving God and reflecting his goodness and his creation by by th- through vocation through work through putting the very best of what God is giving us back to him in service to him and what i find is interesting about that is that Oftentimes, we think about our work, and we can only think of it in how that it is subject to, as it was with the curse of Adam, subject to thorns and thistles and decay and sweat and frustration and uh, investment of our energies that prove to be futile, that, um, that even when they are fruitful, they're fruitful towards ends that produce results that just don't last. And uh, in that, in the way our work is subject to, to entropy and breakdown, that, that in God's good world is a world where our work has lasting value uh, because it is untainted by corruption. Um, it's untainted by decay. It produces uh, works that are truly good and have a, a, a goodness and a quality to them that is last, that is uncorrupted by sin and by one-upsmanship and the, the, the need and the desire to try and just build something that's better than the, the next person's work. Uh, that it's possible that... that, uh, that in this world that God has made, that that all of our work has been made pure because it's fully devoted to to a holy, perfect, and loving God. And so, what that should do should force us to think about how it is that we approach our work today, whether that's the work that we do in raising a family, the work that we do with building a house, the work that we offer to our employers, everything that fits under this umbrella of vocation. To say, God, um, if I am who you say I am, your servant, a person who fully and completely belongs to you, and your kingdom is coming, I want today to make the, the work of my hands an offering that is fully and completely devoted to you. I know that um, that in this world where I live, uh, everything is tainted by sin and corruption and death. But 
if you destined me to life in your eternal world, and there my, my work will be fully and completely devoted to you, because my life and all that it produces is devoted to you, I want today to be the beginning of what it is that you intend to, 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 to finish. I want to let my work, my vocation, my energies, my productivity, um, all of this to be an offering fully and completely devoted to you. And because that's the, 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 the work that in the end of the day is the only work that's going to actually have any kind of lasting meaning, value, or worth in God's eternal kingdom. And this is where certainly as we're thinking about the future and thinking about eternity that the modes of thinking about uh, 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 temporal uh, spaces or, or measurements of time just break down. Uh, in that it's almost meaningless to be speaking about what we'll be doing a million years from now. But I think that if God gives us that amount of time, uh, it's going to be put to good use because God is a God who delights in his creation and, uh, and that the, his world that's going to be made is going to be teeming, uh, uh, exuding his glory, his goodness, and his pleasure all of which that actually has this lasting quality that cannot be corrupted or spoiled or fade. My heart longs for that. And I hope and I believe that in your heart of hearts you long for that too. So, it's my prayer, it's our prayer today, that we offer our hearts afresh to God and say, God, if this is what you desire for your creation... Begin your work in my heart today so that I can be more today fully yours than ever before. And if that's in place, I believe that the work that God is doing in your heart is, is the most important thing in the world. Where God is at work, he's creating something that cannot be corrupted because he's building something to last. Indeed, as one of the old songs say, that you and I, we were built for glory. We were built to last. So, I pray that that vision captivates your heart. Um, and that, that, that all of us would kneel before the living God and cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So, thank you so much for reading, following along with us in this reading plan. Uh, I pray God's absolute best for each and every one of you as he draws you and I nearer to himself and that the work that he's begun in our lives, he is going to bring it to completion until the day of the Lord. And when that day comes, oh, what a glorious, magnificent, glorious day that will be. Oh, may God bless you and keep you and sustain you as only he can. To him be honor and glory and praise 
forever and ever. Amen.